From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode two hundred and three. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's and Squarespace. How are you on this fine day, Mr. Dowdy? I, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, actually. You know, I'm a few days or what? Two days return from the Chicago Pin Show, and uh, I actually feel like a normal person as opposed to Atlanta, where I felt like a zombie for about a week afterwards. Oh, interesting. So, uh, yeah, well, I, I got the I got the conference crud from Atlanta, uh-huh. so I just felt I just felt junky. You can never recover, recuperate, and um, so I I guess I was uh, I had my uh, tolerances built up in Chicago, so it didn't really come through, and uh, it was just tiredness, and uh, you know I've I've caught up on sleep. I'm feeling like a normal person uh, quicker th- quicker than uh, usually after a show. So yeah, real good. You strengthened up the. Uh... The old immune system there. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. So we got a we got an action packed show today. Yeah, we got lots of cool stuff to talk about. Lots of lots of randomness happened in the yep. <laughs> in the last week, uh, which is pretty cool. Especially this first thing. What when did you see this uh, this first link we got? I started getting a few tweets yesterday, and then a few messages in the Panatic Slack. Um, and we brought stuff like this up recently because it's fun. There seems to be more and more uh, people finding the Pen Addict and and uh, kind of pointing other people towards us. We mentioned those uh, YouTube videos and stuff recently. Um, well, I received this uh, yesterday, as I said, from a few people. Uh, Mailchimp are starting a physical like stuff store so they're going to be selling things um and it's currently the the name is freddy and co is the name of the store and they set up an email newsletter for people to find out how the store is progressing and it's actually a really beautiful email newsletter i'll put a link to the web version in the show notes and it's run uh by someone called meg and Meg kind of did a who is Meg kind of issue to kind of let people know a little bit about her. Um, And she is a listener of The Pen Addict and she loves pens and stationery and she linked to us in the email. So hi, Meg. (laughs) Hi, Meg. Thanks for uh, thanks for putting us uh, in the newsletter. So her 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 five facts are number one. I love all things pens and stationery and even listen to a podcast called The Pen Addict. And then number two. This isn't a font. It's my handwriting. So y'all got to go check out the newsletter. Um, it's really cool. And uh, I'm actually uh, subscribed now. And, Me too. And uh, w- want to see how they're going to do this store because it, it seems pretty cool. I like MailChimp. I mean, I'm obviously a, a big MailChimp cu- customer with Knock and Pen Addict. And, and they're local. Uh, yeah. And they're local to Atlanta. So um, big and know a, a bunch of people that work at MailChimp. Uh, I haven't met Meg yet, but uh, maybe one of these days uh, we'll have to go out to, go out to lunch or uh or go uh, meet up at the the Mailchimp uh, Mailchimp offices. They were actually you remember last fall when we did the American Field um, that show we did Jeff and I. Mm-hmm. It's actually in the same building where Mailchimp's offices are now. Oh, okay. Um, yep. So a little bit more detail on on that store. So this is from uh, the first email that Mailchimp sent out about this. They said it is equal parts online shop and research project. We hope it will show us what online sellers deal with every day. We want to get to know the struggles of our users firsthand so we can find new ways to help them. I think that's real cool. And I like that they're kind of detailing the process. Yeah, it's super cool. I love this kind of stuff. Um, you know, I'm, yeah, I I just, I eat this stuff up. You want to help, you know, maybe you can learn something, help figure out, you know, what you're doing. You know, something like myself running a, run, running a small business and um, especially one that's, you know, kind of integrated with mailchimp too so it's kind of uh, some neat things they got going on 
No doubt. Uh, talking about neat things, as of uh, yesterday, the Pan Addict is now on Spotify. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, huh? You've been yeah. working on this for a while? Uh, a little. Yes, actually, a while. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's been a while because uh, Spotify is currently a, a closed system for, for podcast submission. So they're doing more of it. Um, but it's it's currently a closed system. You can only listen um, on mobile devices, I believe, like not tablets, like or the desktop. Yeah, once the relay stuff started propagating, what yesterday yep. or the day before, I the first thing I did was pull up the app on my Mac, and I couldn't even search for any podcast. But when I go to the phone, everything's there. Yeah, so they're doing they're they're bringing in podcasts, and they have uh, all of our shows. So if you are a uh, a, a fan of Spotify. And you want to kind of consolidate? You can you can go there and, and you can can follow the shows and listen to them. Uh, I just think it's real cool, to be honest. I'm I, I it's nice to be there, and we like it because it's kind of like special because there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of people there right now. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. cool. Not a lot of podcasts there. No, it's not. I mean, and you know, there there are things that aren't as great there. Like you you can't get our show notes and stuff. So mm-hmm. you know, you go to the web and get those if you like. But uh, it's there, and I like it. Oh, yeah, so that, go check it that out. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool when I started seeing all the screenshots we had in our our little relay Slack channel. I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah, so I'm gonna put a link in the show notes, and uh, mm-hmm. you can go check it out. It just looks pretty, right? They, they, yes. they do a good job of making things look real nice. And now you can go and check us out in Spotify, and we're mm-hmm. also in the Google Play Music Store as well. Yes, that's yes. A, a newer thing. Uh, but I can't put a link in the show notes to that because I can't get to it. Because I'm in the UK. But okay. uh, if you use Google Play, you can go and find us there and subscribe. I will find that for you so we can get it in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you can, you can go and find those. There's just a couple of new places where uh, we're posting our shows um, as more and more people get interested in podcasting. But these are two companies that we've spoken to, we have a good relationship with, and we think uh, a good place uh, for Relay FM content. Perfect. Perfect. So we talked about last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago when we recapped the Atlanta Pin Show and and some of the purchases you made? I can't. Everything's running together for me. Um, um we're in the last, last couple week. of weeks, we've yeah. been we've been following up on this. So anyway, you you um you talked about your Jonathan Brooks pin, and mm-hmm. you were talking with Jonathan how it didn't have a name, and you know we were joking about Sky at Night, and then that ended up being like. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a butchering of Van Gogh's artwork, mm-hmm. but the name is actually super appropriate for the pen. And then something happened. What, well, what so has happened since then? Last week, I called out Jonathan because he said I could name it, but didn't reply to my Instagram comment, right? So I thought he was backing <laughs> away. But uh-huh. now, after listening to the show, he has agreed that the material that my pen is made from will be now called Sky at Night. <laughs> So, I have retroactively fixed my mistake. This is quite possibly the best way to fix an error. I have gone and done it. This makes me so happy. I'm like just giggling. I think it's just hilarious. That's what's awesome about, you know, when you have these individual makers like Jonathan, you know, you can just kind of do things like this. You know, you're not just going to do it on a whim as a business person, you know, if it doesn't fit. But, you know, this kind of works and there's kind of a reason for it. Now there's a story behind it. And, uh, you know, you can... It's not like, you know, you're going to go to Lamy and something like this is going to happen. But it's kind of cool that this happened. I think it's really, really neat. I know this kind of sounds like I'm maybe going a little bit too far here, but there's kind of something nice 
about these physical objects that will now bear a name that I gave them. Mm-hmm. Like, these are real beautiful pens that would probably stick around for longer than I'll be here. Sure. And so, I don't know, there's something kind of nice about that. So, it's it's actually, as much as it's uh, a, a joke as well, it's, it's quite an honor to to have named this pen. Uh, oh, it's fantastic. something silly that I said. Mm-hmm. So I want to name I want to name this next pin. Oh yeah. So thank yeah. you, Jonathan. By the way, and I yes. will say again, go buy stuff from the Carolina Pen Company. I've been seeing more uh, people post pictures in uh, Instagram and stuff of pens that they've got from the Carolina Pen Company. Oh my god, so good! My yeah. god. My yeah, god. you know I love mine. So um, yeah. So this next pin is the. The Pelican M1000 Rodden Sunrise or Raiden. We haven't figured that out yet, so yep. we'll, we'll, we'll get with the full Rodin. correction. I'm gonna go with Rodden for now, but uh, it could be Raiden. Gosh, I don't know. Anyway, this is a beautiful. Just real quick, RHO in the chat room is uh-huh. just hashtag Mike was technically right. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I will accept that. I will accept that. Thank you, RHO. Yeah, so um, we're getting all the pronunciations in the chat room, Punky. I don't even know what you're talking about right there. So um, this pen, it, it's totally not for me. I mean, this is a pen I would never purchase in a million years because one, it's probably like, I think it's like two grand. Um, but when I saw pictures of it, I was like, whoa, Pelican has done this uh, rotten uh, inlay throughout the barrel of an M1000, which is their hugest mainline pen. Um, it's got gold trim. Um, it's like a maroon background with the with the inlays all the way around the barrel and all the way around the cap. It's a stunner. Um, you know this this came up. Yeah, everyone should be following um, the Pelicans Perch, which is a great uh, great blog that uh, just focus on Pelicans. Uh, Joshua, I've talked about him before, and uh, he kind of keeps up on all the news and and everything. So I saw this I saw this pop uh, a month or two ago. And yeah, it's US about 1900 looks like to be the MSRP we're guessing. So wh- what are your what are your thoughts on this pen? I've actually gotten I've actually gotten other links to it prior to you even putting this uh, in the show notes. So are there a couple of other colors of this? Oh no, they're previous editions at the bottom of the page. It's right? a continuous, continuing edition uh, of what they do, and I, I've got to hold a couple of the previous versions. Uh, my friend Richard, um, who I met out in L.A., I believe, who is who it was, who let me let me uh, see one or two of his. I don't know if he had the moonlight or the sunlight. Um, if you look in Joshua's post at the bottom, there's a whole the whole. Um, um, I guess the whole list of what's been produced for this so far. It is so beautiful. I saw it on the Penchalet's Instagram. Mm-hmm. I want, I want it. <laughs> Not for that amount of money, right? Nineteen hundred dollars. I mean, you know, whatever. But, but I want it because that's beautiful. Oh my god. Yeah, I just can't do the M one thousand. The M one thousand is too big for me. The nib is too soft. Okay. Um, I you just see that's don't the like thing. It. I've never used one of those, and also I can't grasp how big it is by looking at the pictures if it's a super big version then i'm not going to be as interested like if it was because i mean i can't see it but like if it was the size of my uh is it dm 200 that i have mm-hmm. that kind of size i mean i'll be all over it but if it's a real big one i don't think i'm too keen on it it's about double the size of your 200 yeah no no thanks mm-hmm. and and it's not the size as much for me as it was the nib the nibs are super soft which makes it um just a complete fire hose when you're writing with yeah no um, i don't like pens that are, that are overly sized to be honest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So anyway, it's a really, really pretty pen. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. So we got uh, on the opposite end of the price spectrum. <laughs> We've been seeing a lot of the Pinatic notebooks that we shipped out last week. They're yeah. finally, uh, they're finally making it uh, all across the world, and um, everyone's real happy with them, which makes me very happy that uh, you know we we did something kind of cool. And it's it's funny to see the people that have backed both both years to where they have they're putting the new notebooks in their old high tower case that they got for last year. I thought that was pretty cool. I've seen a bunch of pictures like that. Yeah, there's one from Justin here, which I'm going to put in the show notes, which is, uh, that makes me real sm- really smiley, I've got to say. And the video is out, right? And uh, people have been watching the video. We're getting lots of comments about that. So if you backed for the video tier, go and check the Kickstarter updates or check your emails and you'll get a link to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've been getting lots of feedback about that too. So it's really awesome. Again, thank you to everyone who helped make um, Atlanta possible. And we should probably at some point get stop planning for next year because we oh boy we're doing it again before we do that if i would stop traveling we would finalize this project and finish the giveaways so i will promise all the listeners and all the backers that by this show next week we will have that taken care of deal man good man thank you yeah i've just been traveling too much and it ends up getting pushed down the list because i have to do a couple things on the back end for sure um to to make that happen so um, mike and i will take care of that between now and next episode but we've got the most important parts out, right? The the books and the video. We just had a few extra things for the backers online um, to make sure they get involved in some of the giveaway stuff too. So we have a few extra things for them. So we just want to finish that up, get everything in everyone's hands, and uh, you know, we'll start thinking about next year pretty soon. Those notebooks are superb. Yeah, I, I'm very happy with them. Um, talking about superb notebooks, I saw mm-hmm. this today. So you posted a, a picture on Instagram of some slightly peculiar field notes. Yeah, I happened to see these. I don't know if it was on Instagram or if it was in the Field Nuts group, um, but there was an anime. You're, you're familiar with Loot Crate, which is like a uh-huh. it's like a, mon- a monthly box with different themes, right? And I think they've done like some video game stuff, and they do different things. This was an anime Loot Crate, and in it they had. Um, uh, this these special field notes with these anime characters, and I left them in the other room, of course, as we're talking about this, and I don't know the characters offhand, but I thought this was just a really cool-looking addition that they did, just from a, a style perspective. I yeah. thought it was great, great-looking. And, um, you know, I got hooked up at the Chicago Pin Show uh, by a, a gentleman named Seth, who came there to to meet us and hand out some swag, and he, had a, he was there all weekend, and uh, it was great talking with him and, and a bunch of other people in Chicago. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but... Uh, this was just kind of a I haven't bought or acquired many other field notes other than the colors editions recently, but this one I thought was a real kind of a standout um in its style and uh I really really appreciate him uh hooking uh, me and Anna up with these. That, that was pretty cool. Yeah, this is like one of those um editions that you want not because you need to add them to your collection, mm-hmm. but just because wow, that looks cool. Yeah, it's you know? such a such a different um, addition. Um, so the cover of the one that's flipped—that's the uh, the one with the skull—is the backside of a book, and it's just black on the front. So um, you know they're they're just they did a good job. It's a little two pack uh, as opposed to a three pack, but it looks really really cool. So yeah. thank you, thank you, Seth. That was awesome. Yeah, totally. Thank you. Mm-hmm. For... And we're gonna talk more about field notes here in a minute. Oh, are we now? <laughs> This episode is brought to you by 
Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. You can start building your own site today at squarespace.com and use the offer code INK, I-N-K, at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you, because if it's worth the effort, it's worth sharing with the world. And that effort can be in anything. Maybe you want to start a blog, a portfolio, an online store. You can do all of that with Squarespace. They give you all of the tools you need to build a site that looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level. You don't need to know any coding at all. If you do, you can get in under the hood and tinker with things to your liking, but you don't need to. I don't know any code. I don't know how to design a website with coding text things. See, I'm even saying the correct words. That shows you how little I know. But I have built many websites using Squarespace. I'm using them for some projects I'm working on right now, and I have used them for projects that I've worked on in the past. And I will continue to because their platform gets better and better. They have state-of-the-art technology. Their security is great. The stability is great. They have 24-7 support. They have everything that I've looked for and I know many people have been looking for for a website. So you should go and check them out for your own project or maybe for a help uh, a friend or a relative out of a project that they want to look at with Squarespace. You can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required and start building your own website straight away by going to squarespace.com. Then when you decide to sign up, make sure that you use the offer code INK, I-N-K to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for The Pen Addict. Thank you to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and the glorious Relay FM. Yeah. So just a couple of weeks ago, I did one of those, uh, I guess it called cover pages mm-hmm. where you just do like a personal like landing page. Yep. I, I've always owned the domain braddowdy.com. I don't know, for years and years and years and just sat there not doing anything with it. And I thought, well, let me throw up uh, one of those cover page pages uh, for me, kind of like a landing page. Um, not that I really do anything with it now, well, but it's there. It exists. Now. It looks kind of cool. And, Isn't um, that a pretty one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Look so, at that. Blogger, podcaster, maker. I like so that. If, yeah, so I just figure uh, I, I'd throw that up there. So I can go in and, and put some other things later. It's just kind of a, you know, pretty much just a template right now. I but, really um, should do this with MikeHurley.net. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I really mm-hmm. should do this. Because I do, I actually also set up a um, Squarespace cover page at ringpost.fm for a project okay. that I'm working on for the incomparable. That's a Squarespace cover page. Gotcha. Yeah. But I should do it for MikeHurley.net because I don't mm-hmm. use that at all anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look at you. Fancy pants. Yeah. Squarespace makes it easy to be a fancy pants. Mm-hmm. Talking about fancy pants. Yeah. So you made the pilgrimage. <laughs> I made the pilgrimage. Um, so, yeah, I went up uh, Thursday, last Thursday to Chicago, and I was getting in pretty early, like 10 a.m. Chicago time, maybe 11. And uh, it just happened to work out that uh, Anna Reinert from the Well-Appointed Desk was also going to be there, and she was going to drive up from Kansas City. And she's also good friends with Brian Bedell at Field Notes. So the three of us coordinated a little little field trip to the Field Notes uh, HQ. And I, I have to uh, I have to say, Mike, it was it was worth it. It was it was really, really awesome. We had uh, we had a good time. Brian uh, showed us around. Jim was in the office. So we got to talk with him for a little bit. Um, you know, we, we toured around the, the current office and, and got to see some of the cool setup that they have. And then we got to see the new office space, which they're actually, they're on the third floor of their current building. They're actually moving to the first floor and taking over a much larger space. Oh, that's great to hear. I like, I like that kind of thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. So right now they use this bottom floor for like some storage stuff, but they're just going to move the entire office down there. So it was, it was under construction, right. Uh, as, as we were there, but we got to see it and, um, tour around and, um, you know, we got to see, see some of the secrets, some of the things that I can't take pictures of, but, uh, we didn't get to see any, uh, anything for the summer release, but as, um, you, you, uh, you asked me to do, we will have Brian and or Jim on when summer releases, because they want to talk about it. And then we'll be able to talk about, you know, what's going on at, what else is going on at field notes. They're up to move. Um, so, um, they're pretty anxious about this summer, um, release and, um, I think it's coming at the beginning of June. So probably really only a, a month, maybe five, six weeks away um, at the most. And uh, we will, we will get them on to talk then. So that was pretty cool. Cool. And we're going to, I'm going to have to grill them about this, uh, this personalized release, you know, the one that yeah. we just did. We talked about a lot. That's what I said. We, you know, we we're definitely going to want to want to know how they pulled that off and, you know, what their thinking was behind that. And, uh, and, um, you know how how that went for them and uh i mean just not to you know get ahead of the episode but they were super excited about the whole thing and how, what yeah, everyone but... how everyone felt about it what the response was for it and uh it, it was really really cool so what kind of things did you see do they have like one of everything there yeah so they have a big display case when you walk into basically the foyer of the office so they have a big display case they have one of everything even from the one you know it started with uh, Aaron Draplin's kind of Christmas present to a bunch of people he made these notebooks and they called them field notes and there were just this brown craft paper with you know squared corners that one's in the uh that one's in the case and then they have you know starting right out the gate with butcher orange blue um, grass stained green and everything down the list all in there. Then they have a bunch of other things in this display case, you know, that they've gotten, um, you know, they don't have one of everything from like every custom edition that they've done. Right. They, there's not enough space for that, but, um, all the, all the colors editions and then a bunch of other things with like little stories that they, that they were able to share with us, you know, why do they have this particular thing in there and, and things like that. So there was a, I, f- I forget the name, but they use like a, a they have a dummy name for just like their, their pretend shipping name. Like if they're playing around with stuff and they just need a dummy name and they were using it for one of their, they built out a label and put it, put it on an envelope and packed a notebook in it to take a picture of and shoot a video for one of the, one of the colors editions. I forget what it was. So they just had like a made up name, a made up address. And that envelope ended up getting shipped out with all the bulk orders and it ended up making it out to San Francisco and then returned back. So like this whole fake envelope prop thing ended up getting mailed out, stamped <laughs> and, and returned to sender. So it's a real cool story, you know, and that's sitting there in the case, too. So, you know, it's it's neat things like that that you wouldn't normally get to see. And you get to hear Brian tell these little stories and, and things like that. So then we got to see like their uh, I don't know if you call it like their inspiration room. There's just like a room in the middle of the office with like all the books and all these uncut cover prints that they've had all these test prints um and then the offices where everyone sits and works and then the shipping room is huge it's really really gigantic i took some pictures i'm gonna i'm gonna trying to get my post out for thursday which is tomorrow i don't know if i'm gonna be done in time to get uh everything written and edited before tomorrow to get it posted but i'm gonna i'm gonna have a post about the chicago trip as a whole um, coming out either this week or next week. And I'll, I'll have some pictures. Some of this will make more sense, but their shipping department is massive. Um, as you can imagine. And, um, and they're even outgrowing it, which is, uh, is great to see. 
So when are they moving into the new offices? Um, I don't know that there's a date. I mean, like they've got flooring and walls and things like that set up, but it, it's a ways away from from doing that. Okay. But it'll be the same same physical location, just at the the first floor of the building instead of the third. So <sighs> I want to go there so bad. Yeah, yeah. And they'll make it make it easier for uh, like customer pickup and stuff, so people don't have to trudge up to up to the third floor. And apparently, there's this like terrifying elevator, right, or something. <laughs> we we didn't get to ride the janky elevator. We just took the stairs, but uh, we heard stories of the elevator. It looks awesome. I've got a picture here that uh, Anna took, which I'll put in the show notes, which is that big display case. Mm-hmm. And they have a vending mm-hmm. machine, right, or something. I've seen pictures of that in the past. I think. I don't know. I don't think I saw that. There's like a vending machine for field notes. I've I've seen pictures of it. That oh, well, maybe taken. Oh, another cool thing when you visit, you get um, you get a little, you can get a field notes with like a stamp on it, um, that basically says, you know, I didn't bring it in front of me, but it says like office visit, and it's stamped with the day and date that you arrived oh, at the nice. field notes, and and Brian initials it. It's it's kind of cool. It's like the one, the thing you get for showing up to the office. It it's. They do everything right. I, I don't know what to say other than that. <laughs> they're pretty. They're so cool. <sighs> so jealous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I need, we need to get off this topic before I. Thank <laughs> like, you. Uh, so, how was the pen show? Like overall, what was your feeling about it? It was exceptional. Um, this is a new venue for Chicago. It's new promoters for Chicago. So, you know, they were trying to, you know. They obviously want to make sure they did a great job for all the all the vendors and all the in- attendees, and they pretty much nailed it across the board. Um, Roger, Paul, Nathaniel, they all ran they ran the show. They're you know longtime players in the, in the pin world, but I don't know that they ever ran a show before. Um, they may have started to get involved in Chicago show last year, but this year was completely different. The venue they chose while it was out in the boonies like some of the chicago people were like wow this is way out in the middle of nowhere the actual venue for a fountain pen show set up i don't know that it could have been better um it had one gigantic open ballroom well lit must have had i don't know a hundred tables in it. it was really large um I, i didn't get the exact table count and then Outside of that, it was an octagonal atrium area, which had about 30 or 40 more tables in it. So we were out there. You walk through the atrium area to get into the big ballroom, but it's all so like 10 steps away from each other. It's all right together, all in one space, very well lit. You know, the restaurants within eyesight of there, the bars within eyesight of there. There's a little mini Starbucks there. The classroom for all the classes was there. Everything was right there. I mean, it was really, really self-contained, really well done. Um, and then like outside the venue, like right across the street was essentially a mall type area where they had all kinds of food options. So everything was right there. Um, it was probably the best setup I've seen for a pin show. Um, just as far as ease of use and lighting, which, you know, a lot of times people don't think of. Hmm. So just in a, as a general show, it was awesome. Um, it was sold out from a vendor perspective. I don't know what the traffic was like for the promoters. You know, I don't know what their numbers were like, but we were always busy. Even on Friday, we were busy. Saturday was very busy. I couldn't leave the table hardly at all Saturday. And then Sunday was quiet, which is pretty much every pen show ever, right? You know, yep. even some vendors, you know, are leaving early on Sunday afternoon to get back home or, or things like that. But I mean, everyone, everyone you could think of 
was there except for nib grinders. There was no one really doing nib work. Um, I think Indie Pin Dance was doing some, but they were doing more. There was plenty of maintenance type work going on, repairs, maintenance, but there was no no one who is known for being a nib grinder there. So, you know, that was one thing I'd like to see in future shows, you know, to at least have, I mean, whoever it would be would just be swamped, you know, because there's no one just, oh, that's only doing that because um, anything else would have to be done in, in between repairs or, or other things like that. Um, I worked for Vanessa Pens during the show. We had three tables there and Anna and I and Lisa all worked the show that went really well. And then, you know, a bunch of our other friends like Franklin Kristoff and Anderson Pens were there. Um, a bunch of other people you see it at every other show that I've been to so far, you see them there like Ryan Krusak and, you know, I, gosh, I, I, Susan Worth, you know, you can't even name off everybody. It's everybody you normally see. Yeah, big crowd. And then a bunch of vintage vendors as well. Um, And it was interesting seeing like on Thursday night when we got there. We got there about after our field notes tour. We got over to the hotel about four o'clock. And some of the traders and vintage dealers are just hanging around the tables. And then like some of the new, some of the guys who aren't necessarily on the tour, if you will, but in the area. Um, that are coming to the show for the first time or rarely attend or have a bunch of new stuff, they come and bring all their stuff and put it on the table. And it's just like this feeding frenzy of vendors trying to go through all this stuff at the same time, Um, which was interesting to sit back and watch. I just kind of peered over everyone's shoulders, just kind of of watching. Um, One thing they also did at this show, which I've never seen in person, was they did a pin auction. So... I wanted to watch that, which was really cool. I would have gotten involved. It's you, you get to see all the goods beforehand. You know, they give you a, a list of items. They display them all. You can go look at them ahead of time to see if there's anything you want to bid on. There was nothing I had to have. There was like a vintage uh, um, vanishing point in there, but it wasn't in great shape. And it wasn't that rare of one or anything like that. So I didn't really feel the need to, to sign up. But I went and watched and periscoped a little bit of the uh, of the auction. That was super cool. Um but just the show in general, I thought the promoters just did a wonderful job. And um, it was, everything was attended to, you know, mm-hmm. everything was done well for the vendors. You know, they had a pizza party Thursday night. They had coffee every morning. They had water all throughout the day. But those are big deals when you're busy and you have to go to try to track things down like water or coffee. Um, they had them there for us, so. It, it was really cool, and I would highly recommend, you know, it's, if it's uh, staying with these promoters and in this location, if you're in the area, you, you got to go because it, uh, it was that good. Yeah, uh, see, I really would love to do it. Like, this is a – because, as I said, I said many times, like, Chicago is a place I really want to visit. Mm-hmm. But it's so close to Atlanta, it makes it real difficult for me. Yeah. So that's a that's a difficult thing, you know, like whether how often I would be able to go just because it's so close. Um, you know, the uh, the weather was also awful, but you know you can't really control that. The week before it was eighty and sunny, we barely saw fifty, and it rained and was rainy and windy the whole time. So more reason to stay inside and look at pens. Yeah, we were miserable every time we stepped outside, but fortunately we didn't have to very often. All right, there's, you took part in a bunch of other little things that I want to uh, talk to you about and also see if you mm-hmm. bought anything at the show. 
Okay. But let's take a break and thank Harry's for sponsoring this week's episode. It's time to stop compromising on your shave and get started with Harry's. If you haven't yet made the switch to Harry's, I bet that you are currently paying far too much for a comfortable shave or you've settled for a lower quality razor. Well, Harry's offers something that you haven't had before. A great shave at a fair price. Good shave, good price. It is simple. Get the best of both with Harry's. They make their own blades, five-blade cartridges, German engineering. They're going to give you a close and comfortable shave, something that you're going to actually enjoy. Harry's believes so much in the quality of their blades that they guarantee it, and they'll give you a full refund if you're not happy. Over one million people have switched to Harry's, and you should be one of them. They offer a high-quality shave at about half the price of other big brand blades. On average, an everyday shaver will save $150 a year when they shave with Harry's Blades. They have a great deal for their starter set. It's called the Truman, and for just $15, you'll get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, and three razor blades it's time to stop overpaying for that great shave go to harrys.com right now and you'll get five dollars off if you type in my coupon code penaddict with your first purchase that's h-a-r-r-y-s.com coupon code penaddict at checkout for a special five dollars off thank you so much to harry's for their support of this show cool cool so on saturday night at the pin show at an event mm-hmm. um it was Myself and a gentleman named Paul Arano, who is a very, very well-respected vintage pin dealer. He's been around for decades. He's written books and all this stuff. So we met in at the L.A. Pin Show and thought it would be a good idea, you know, in Chicago to kind of get together and just do kind of a vintage pin for beginners um, seminar. So we had... You know, a lot of people who are coming to their first pin show, you know, kind of have some questions on, you know, what are all these vintage pins? You know, the things they're not used to seeing, you know, that they shop for modern pins or things like that online and don't really have any experience with vintage pins. So we thought we'd get together and we kind of build it. And I, the way I was thinking of it as it was just going to be a conversation. Paul's a wealth of information. Um, we talk about the history of some pins. We talk about the parts and details of the pins and just kind of give an introduction on what the vintage pins are, are like. It didn't go as I planned. Um, I definitely failed in planning this correctly it should have been way more structured. I mean, there was virtually no structure. Um, Paul can talk a lot. So it was hard for me to like get in and kind of stop him here and there. And then we interspersed questions while we were talking and it ended up getting off the rails really quickly. Ended up being uh, uh, a lot of the vintage vendors were in there. So they were going back and forth. And then some of the new people who haven't been around as much were wondering you know you know how can we buy vintage pins the best way and there were some voices raised there was no yelling matches or anything like that but it was a little uncomfortable there in the middle because we kind of got off track and didn't have a good plan on how to continue with the um continue with the talk and present it better. So it was a failure on my part from that aspect uh, of planning it. You know, I thought we could have a conversation. It turns out in that format and the way we're going to do it, a conversation is not going to work. We need to have a strict guideline um, and a strict um, 
agenda on what we're going to talk about and and time limits there within. So by the end of the show, by the end of the uh, talk, it was, you know, it was getting pretty clear we weren't going anywhere. So we stopped it. And Paul had a big batch of pins and a gentleman named David Isaacson, who a lot of people are familiar with. He's one of the premier collectors in the U.S. He had a big envelope of pins. So we were like, hey, look, let's split this up. Let's there's a lot of people in here who don't know anything about fountain pens at all. I mean, not vintage pens, fountain pens, period. So let's split up. Let's go talk to Paul. Some of us come with Paul. Some of us come with David. Look at the pens they have. Let's discuss what makes this a good pen. You know, why is this expensive? You know, what type of filling system it is. So that part went off well. And I was happy with at least, um, you know, some people got something from that. But like the general talking part, I don't know that anyone who attended really got anything from that because it was kind of a mess. And, uh, you know, but we sat and talked after afterwards. We went to dinner. Um, with Paul and David and Lisa and I, because Lisa was uh, not happy with how it was going either. Mm-hmm. And um, th- we all kind of got on the same page on what was really expected from this. And we know if we try to do something like this the next time, it will be absolutely 100% completely different. It'll be from a very beginner level. It'll be a very structured talk. And it was just, it got off the rails early and I could never get it back on. Um I'm sorry to and, hear that. Uh, I mean, it's okay. It was a learning experience. I was kind of frustrated that night. Um, but, you know, everyone everyone who attended was really, really nice about it. And they said they actually did get a lot from it. Um, there were some nice things written about it. Um, and there was, you know, plenty of good to be taken away from it. I think, you know, me and Lisa were, were being hard on ourselves because, you know, I come at it from the perspective is... I know there's a lot of people coming to a pin show from the first time for the first time and I want them to have a good time and a good experience. So I felt like I let them down a little bit from there. But, um, you know, everyone was super nice about it. And uh, there was some information to be gleaned. Um, we just <laughs> we just had to get to it eventually. And if we do it like that again, it won't be anything like this. The setup will be completely different. Um, I think we would benefit from almost like a lab type class to where we have different areas of parts of pins what a bad pen looks like, what a good pen looks like. And everyone can have, kind of have some more hands-on and Q and a stuff as part as opposed to like a conversation. So it was good in the fact that it was so bad. I learned a lot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we, there are learning experiences, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I just felt bad for the people who, who came to the event and even though they, they all, you know, they were all super nice and said that they had a good time and, you know, they did get some things about it. They saw how it, you know, went off, went kind of crazy there for a little bit, but, uh, in the end it was good. And, uh, we certainly learned what to do differently next time, which is pretty much all of it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, it's how it goes. Yeah, it's how it goes, you know, and it was, you know, it was my first time really sitting with Paul and, and, you know, and having these conversations. I mean, I've talked to him obviously plenty, but you know, how is, how are we going to work together to do this? And, uh, you know, we'll see now. Now we know for next time we did have a good video though, the night before the, which was pretty amazing. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, we set up a time for me to talk with Susan worth on Periscope, um, that Lisa Van S was recording. And that turned out amazingly. I love Susan so much. She's a wealth of information. She's a wealth of knowledge. She loves talking to people who have never been to pen shows before. So I wanted to get, I've known her for a while and I wanted to kind of sit with her and find out what her background is. 
you know, how did she get into fountain pens? Why does she do all these shows all over the country? What type of pens she likes? Um, her thoughts on handwriting and Lisa, Lisa Periscope that, and it, it came out so well. She's, she saved the video. She's going to end up putting it up on YouTube. So we'll have that to share with everyone who missed it on Periscope. Um, that'll be up on YouTube eventually. And, uh, I, I highly recommend that just to, to, uh, hear some of, uh, Susan's knowledge. She was, she was awesome. It went really, really well. That was, that was a highlight of my weekend for sure. Oh man. I bet what? that was fun. It was fun. She was great. Yeah. That's real cool, man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I did come up with a, uh, a couple of purchases mm-hmm. at the show, um, which is kind of unavoidable, right? I mean, we just had Atlanta. I spent a fortune on one pen in Atlanta, the Sailor King of Pens, which cost a lot of freaking money. Um, so I didn't have the budget necessarily um, in Chicago, and I wasn't particularly looking for anything. You know, I was more kind of looking around. I shopped around a little bit Friday. I did get one of the Franklin Christoph new model 45s, which is their pocket pen. Um, if you like the Kaveco Sport Series, it's like a slightly bigger, nicer material uh, pen that they're just introduced. I don't know if they, they introduced it before Atlanta, but it's definitely been this year since they've introduced the 45. Uh-huh. Um, it's a really cool pen. I got this bright blue acrylic clear demonstrator looking one. It's pretty awesome. I, I've been using this pen ever since I got home. Um, so I bought that on Friday because I missed out in Atlanta. I just never had time to go spend with Franklin Christoph, but we weren't very busy early on on Friday. So I went over there and got this taken care of. So it's real pretty. I'll take some pictures of it. I don't know that I've taken any pictures of either of the pens that I purchased yet because the second pen I bought, I also saw on Friday and then I didn't buy it. And then I came around Sunday. I had some time between Friday and my purchase of the Franklin Christoph Model 45 until Sunday. I didn't make any purchases. You know, I didn't have time to go around the show. I didn't get into too many things. But I'd seen um, a Mont Blanc safety pin on actually one of the promoters. His name's Paul, one of his tables. He had a bunch of Mont Blancs. Um, he was. Um, selling and some were on uh, consignment and some were part of his collection and on and on. But I, I always like this safety pin style. Like it's the one you and you and I saw two years ago in Atlanta, Mike, where you twist the nib out, right? That's what a safety pin is. The nib twists out when you put the cap on the back. Mm. So this is an older one. It's still a modern pin and it's called the Noir, a Noir. And that's what's engraved around one of the bands. And I, after I purchased it, I felt like it was a fair price. I mean, I I had played with it enough, knew enough about it to, you know, realize that, okay, I like this pen. It's in really good shape. The nib is awesome. It's a medium nib. It's got a little bit of a baby's bottom, but I can work on that. That's not a big deal. Um, everything about it was was spot on, except I couldn't really find any information about the Noir 8 Noir. So I put, uh, I put our top detective, Thomas Hall, on it, and he came back and pretty much gave me the whole story on this pen once he found it online it predates the mont blanc bohem so that's what i have linked in the show notes it looks exactly like it but there was a short period of time where they were making it as the noir a noir and i believe there was some kind of uh legal wrangling that went on with the naming of it so then it became the bohem so So the bohem does that twist yes 
Okay, because there's nothing on the website that even suggests that it does. Yeah, so it's a small-capped pen, say a little larger than a Kaweco AL Sport uh, in length when it's capped. You You unscrew the cap, and you see nothing. You just see a section with a hole, and you can see the nib down in there. You put the cap, you screw the cap on the back of the pen, and it screws on tight, and then you keep screwing, and the nib comes all the way out. So I'll take some pictures, shoot a little video of it. It also doesn't look small either. It's not. It's not a. It's not a tiny pen. It's small when the nibs retracted and the caps on, and right. that uh, it's easily okay. easily pocketable. But when it's out, I mean, it's it's definitely bigger than like your Pelican M two hundred five. It's bigger, heavier. So I mean, it's a it's a good full size pen. When can you remove the cap once the nib is out? Yes. Okay. So you can twist the. You don't have to put the cap on to twist the nib out. Okay. So you can just twist the back end of the pen. Um, the cap just facilitates that um, if you want to go that route. All right. So what's going on here? Why have you bought Mont Blanc? Um, I just I like the safety pen style, mm-hmm. and I've always wanted a Mont Blanc. And like the one forty nines, which is the the traditional model, or there's some rhodium trim ones, but they're always gold trim, and they're just kind of basic. God, saying that's basic looking is is pretty unfair, but they're everywhere. Standard looking. They're standard. That's the standard Mont Blanc. I wanted a different Mont Blanc. And I wanted something cool like this safety pin um, style, you know, with the retractable nib. And I just think it's it's really kind of neat. It kind of fits my aesthetic more of what I look for in a pin. You know, it's all, it's all um, you know, rhodium trim. It's got a little black onyx um, on the clip. And um, it just kind of spoke to me. You know, a lot of these, these older... Mont Blanc styles that aren't like in the standard product lineup, um, if you will, are, are pretty cool. So I, I'm really, really happy with it. Um, I just need to get the nib worked on a little bit. It's smooth, but there's a little bit of baby's bottom. Either I'll fix it myself or if I want it ground down a little bit, uh, a little bit finer, I might send it off for someone, uh, someone to get it. Oh, I was gonna say, I did buy one other thing. Oh yeah. I bought pencils at the pen show. <clears throat> That, that was actually the first thing I bought Friday. I was tooling around, and the same guy I bought the Mont Blanc from on Friday, um, he had a bunch of a stack of old, I guess they're called Eagle Turquoise pencils, and he had a, just stacks of them. I was like, oh, I could. I've always wanted, said I'll just grab some vintage pencils whenever I see them if I can buy them by the dozen for cheap. So I think I paid like four bucks a dozen for like five dozen <laughs> pencils that I took home. But what's cool about them is I have them in like some really extreme lead grades. Like I have a 6H, I have a dozen 6H pencils which is a very very nail hard uh lead grade so that's pretty cool i'm excited to to sharpen some of these up and mess around with them why did you decide to go for these like at the pen show like why what what kind of drew you to the specific one to buy immediately oh they were there (laughs) they were there and available it's just not something you see usually and they were cheap you know okay yeah yeah no i get i can I can just whip out a $20 bill and have a few dozen pencils and throw them in my bag. And it's something, you know, I can play around with at home, give them away. You know, I like, I always buy lots of extra things um, when I'm shopping so I can put them in packages that I send to people and things like that. So I thought, Hey, these cool old pencils would be good to give away to people when I send mail. That's exactly what I said when I purchased them. Hmm. Just kind of a thing I do. Well, what do you think then, Brad? Is uh, is the Chicago show gonna make it onto the Dowdy calendar? Because like, what have we got? Obviously, like, um, obviously Atlanta's there, and DC probably is right. DC's pretty much a lock. 
Um, you know, I haven't been to that many pin shows in the grand scheme of things. So I'm like raving about Chicago, but my, my point of comparison is pretty small. It's LA, DC, Atlanta, Chicago, right? Um, I loved the setup of Chicago. The feel of the show was really great. Um, it's not as big as LA. It's nowhere near the size of DC. It's bigger than Atlanta. Um, I would love to go there every year. You know, one of these days I'll go to a show just as just as an an, an, an attendee. You know, I, I like the fact that I can work for Van S and and get to go to all these shows. Um, you know, one of these times I'm gonna pick a show and just show up to go to it. You know, that would be kind of fun. And you know, maybe down the line, since Chicago's so close to Atlanta right now, maybe down the line Chicago's that show. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it, it was absolutely fantastic. Not a negative word to say about that show. I mean, the promoters, they were talking to us all the time, like checking in on us. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we could get them anytime to just come say hi. You know, do you need this? Is everything going okay? Oh, we have a problem with the chairs blocking this area and they'd handle it, you know, things like that. They did, uh, Roger Wooten did an amazing job um, promoting this show. Everyone that was working for him did a, an amazing job. It, it's definitely like a highlight show. Like I will remember this show just because it was so smooth. It ran so well. Um, and, you know, the actual, you know, in our parlance, the content was great, if you will, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. So I would I would love to go to this show again. It was fantastic. A, not not a negative word to say about it. It was awesome. Well, I would. I'm interested to see if there's a way that I can try and make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll think about this next year. Yeah. If it was the next week, then I would do it. Right. But like, yes, because there's like over. a couple of weeks in between, that makes it even harder. <laughs> right. Right. You know, maybe one of these years, you know, the the podcast travels, right? We've talked about that. Yeah, that, that could be a thing, like that we we do it in Chicago, which could be yeah. fun because there, I'm sure that there are people that can get to there easier than they can get to Atlanta. Yep. So it might be a thing. That might be a thing. Um, I'm sure I have a reason to go to Chicago um, yeah. aside from the pen show because that's my main thing is I want to go to Chicago, the city. Yes. Um, well, I know I've said this maybe on every show for the last four weeks, but there you go. You, now everybody knows it's a fact. Mm-hmm. It's locked down. And, um, and now knowing that the pen shows were good, that'd be great. And if the promoters seem really uh, tuned in, then maybe they would uh, Maybe they would like to, for us to be there. Yeah. Yeah. That would be very cool. And they would be absolutely receptive to that. Cool. All right. Well, I'm pleased that you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Absolute blast. Loved every minute of it. Good stuff. And when are you next off? Um, not till DC. Um, there might be some things in the work in between. I would say they're not likely to happen, so I'm not going to bother even saying them. So it's most likely DC, which is August, which I'm good with. I need a break. Yeah, no doubt. That stuff's exhausting. I was exhausted every night. (laughs) It's hard work. Yeah. Yeah. You're just going the whole time. All right, if you want to find our show notes for this week, head on over to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 203. If you want to find Brad online, go to penaddict.com, and he is at dowdyism on Twitter, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M, and penaddict on Instagram. I am at imike, I-M-Y-K-E, on 
on Pen Addict. I always say that. On Instagram <laughs> and Twitter, I am iMike. There you go. Also go to Notco if you're looking for some lovely uh, places to store your pens. Thank you so much to Squarespace and Harry's for supporting this week's show. But most of all, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>